welcome, 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 welcome. You are most welcome to the Dreamer Girl Podcast. My name is Gwemisola. I am your host and I am so grateful that you tuned in. This is going to be lit. Episode 10, Habits. Last week I talked about dream team and you know, getting people together to help you with your dream. And I've been talking about relationships for a while now on the on the podcast. Um, this last week's episode was the last in that batch for a while. But before I drop it, as always, you know, there are just a few things I want to add. One is pride has to die. Pride, pride stops you from saying things that you're supposed to say. Pride stops you from being vulnerable. Pride stops you from sharing how you really feel. Pride stops you from being true to yourself pride stops you from trying to go after your dreams pride stops you from sharing the things that you're doing pride stops you from falling flat on your face you know doing things that could lead you could lead to you falling flat on your on your face but could also lead to you being free very free pride pride when i say pride i don't mean like self-worth and self-respect i mean you know what i mean you know that pride that makes you want to see perfect in front of everybody, that pride that stops it from taking correction from other people. And it's in this space here, as you're growing between where you are and then when you start becoming famous in a sense, when your dream starts taking off here, this space, when you're still developing things, when you're still deciding your life values, when you're still getting your team together, it's here that we need to ta- tackle pride and really get rid of it as much as possible and so going back to last week's episode on getting your dream team together, I know I mentioned it then, but it's worth repeating that pride has to die. Your dream is more important. Your goals, your purpose, purpose is more important. Living a life worth remembering in a sense, living life to the, to the greatest level, you know, living out loud, living your life to full potential. That takes killing pride and getting rid of pride as much as possible. And it's a constant journey. It's something that you're constantly growing and changing but it's a journey worth going on it's something worth noting and worth working on so pride has to die and then going back to asking for help one thing i know i mentioned you working on yourself don't just ask people for help without anything to show for you know all the years that you've already been trying and don't ask if you haven't tried i know it's like going back to school like if you haven't tried to do do the test at all if you've not tried to do the assignment at all if you've not tried to solve the problem at all it can be quite annoying to walk up to somebody else and say oh show me how to do when you've never tried yourself of course there are exceptions but as much as possible get you know try first try first and if you if you feel that resistance if you come against an obstacle then ask ask for help don't just want somebody else to do everything for you and then also when i was talking about the six the six levels the six degrees of separation Many, many times I think like people just immediately think of somebody big, like somebody rich and famous, somebody that's like, go get it, someone that's a go getter, sorry, someone that's getting it done, someone that's really popular. And that's okay, right? You can probably, probably meet somebody like that. But it also calls for you to look within your close circle, not, maybe not your immediate circle, but someone not too far away. Like there are people close to you that are actually doing great stuff. And sometimes we take them for granted because we know them or we take them for granted because they're not as far away as a mega star. You don't have to connect to a mega star to get to move your dream forward. You can be somebody close by. So you don't just immediately think, oh, now I'm going to go and meet, meet the most famous person I know, the number one life coach in the world. When there are people around you that can be of assistance to you, 
So that's two. And then another thing I wanted to add concerning, and this, this part is not about asking for help. This is about building your dream team. I know I mentioned that don't just let anybody on your team. Values are important. And that, I just wanted to repeat that, you know, values, you must have similar values with whoever you're bringing on your team. And I guess I should also say that there's, there is a difference between like a stakeholder and a vendor. So if you have a project, you can just outsource something, right? You can just pay somebody to do something. And if that's the kind of relationship you're building with somebody, then understand that I just keep your end of the bargain. You know, what do you want done? Pay for it. And that's okay. But sometimes you can desire desire to have a stakeholder now this is somebody that actually connects with what you're doing that connects with the purpose of what you're doing and has a stake in it and is very interested i've probably said it before relationships evolve and you want many of those people on your side because for them it's not it, it goes from being just a contract to being something that's personal something that they want to see work and the more stakeholders you can have on your team the better because then they're committed and you know, they will make sacrifices for you and things like that. But don't push it. If somebody's a vendor, don't be giving them stakeholder vibes. Like, don't be forcing them to do things that they're not interested in. Just know the details of, a, of every relationship per time. Like, define your relationships per time. That's probably a word for something else. Yeah. And then that's by the side. And then one more thing I wanted to add on bringing people to your team is, because I remember I mentioned that sometimes you're scared that they're going to take your, your ideas and run away with them. Trust your instincts and your intuition as much as possible personally i've found that my instincts and intuition they're not they're not always off like they're not usually typically very off um of course be guided you know if if you can do research on this person then do research if people around you are giving you feedback on this person listen but sometimes you just know and don't distrust your knowing like when you just don't feel comfortable with somebody then don't throw your hat in the ring with them like don't get into a partnership with them if you don't feel comfortable around them. So trust your instincts, trust your intuition. Sometimes that would save you a lot of stress and heartbreak from people that can just take advantage of you and so on and so forth. Now to this week's episode. So this ep- this episode is about habits. Um, I read The Power of Habits, I think that was last year, but I'd heard about it. Like I'd watched so many videos about it. And, you know, one of the key things one of the key facts that um that was shared in the book is is 40 percent of the things you do approximately 40 percent of the things you do are habits so they are things that you don't think about doing like you just do them you, you probably even know that you do them and i remember just thinking to myself well that's a lot that's a lot to be doing and not knowing right like if you're spending 40 percent of your time on autopilot that's a lot and time is of essence right we only have 24 hours and you want to make the most of make the most of those hours every day so you want to be sure that the things you're doing are adding to your life and they're just not you know wasting your time and giving you negative results um there's this quote quote that is widely acclaimed to aristotle i think i saw a post once that said that the quote did not belong to him like who knows right who said what who knows but the quote was the quote is we are what we repeatedly do excellence then is not an act but a habit habits are important like what are you doing without even knowing and if you can get the right habits you can change a lot of things in your life you can change a lot of reactions in your life and i'll just give like a quick summary or recap of the framework of a habit so it's um cue routine reward so it's when i say cue i will do a routine in order to get a reward so that means something a place somebody a word a sentence a feeling makes you do something so whatever that feeling is whatever that thing that makes you do something is 
is the cue. Whatever you do is the routine and the feeling that you have eventually is the reward or the the gift that you that you get from doing whatever you do is the reward and beneath that and that cycle is something that in the book um charles dohig i can't pronounce his name i'm sorry um cause a craving so it's when what embeds what fixes a habit is not just the reward you eventually get is craving that reward is knowing the reward is coming and so you do it so it tells your brain to do it because you're anticipating the reward so it's cue, routine, reward, powered by a craving. And many times, even though you say you're going to do certain things, you don't do them because a habit you have just takes over. You know, you say resolutions, but before those ones become habits, your actual habits take over. You start craving what you always crave, and then you start doing what you always do. And so you want to understand that and really study that if, you, if you're looking to change certain things that you do, if you're looking to impact impart more purpose into your life so it's still pretty early in the year right and you know this is just a good place to say how are you doing on your resolutions and your goals and maybe it's time if you're not doing as well as you want you you plan to be doing to think about your habits to go on this investigative journey of what what do i actually do and i'll start with like an experience a personal experience so when i was in undergrad um movies and food seem to go hand in hand so i really like movies and it's something that i've really worked on cutting in my life and reducing in my life and it might not seem so serious to people but the thing is you have 24 hours a day right an average movie is one hour 30 minutes long by the time you factor in the time you take to sleep the time you take to eat that's just time that you shouldn't be giving away every day and it's hard because if you do seasonals you watch like 45 minutes for one episode, then you do two episodes and you do three episodes. And the beauty of seasonals is they try to get it as good as possible so that you just binge watch. And sometimes it's like, oh, I just want to take a Friday night off. And then you start with one episode and before you know it, your eyes are heavy because you've stayed up all night watching a whole season of a movie, right? So I remember I went to the, um, the boarding house that's like hostel in JS1. That's grade seven is that grade seven i don't know guys yeah i think it's grade seven and i remember going prior to i was nine so prior to that time i used to watch i was in disney i don't know disney whatever was cartoony on tv whatever was the cartoon channel on tv i used to watch it but then i came back and i had no interest in it whatsoever not because i don't know i was much more mature it was because it had been removed so the cue back then was to get back from school there's a TV there, so you drop your bag. And the next thing was to sit down and watch the TV, right? But then in the hostel, when you when you got back, it wasn't time to watch the TV. There were things that had to be done. So the routine, the cue which used to be coming back from school was intersected with a different routine. And the same reward was, oh, I got to let my hair down. So while at home, he was watching TV um, at, at school. He was getting ready for dinner, just re- getting ready to go to the cafeteria to have dinner. So going back to me and my movie stuff so in undergrad there was this thing that was when you get your food you always watch you always eat with a movie people that probably went to similar schools we all know this it's kind of like we know it you eat with a movie and i didn't realize that the the cue for watching movies for me had become food so like once i had food it was now you have to find a movie to watch and once you watch one movie you just watch the next and so the cue was food, but then the reward wasn't that, oh, I've got to watch a movie. It was 
feeling entertained. It was not being bored. So for me, the cue was either food or I'm bored. So the next thing became watch a movie. And I remember, I think it was 2016. And this is me saying that I learned so many things about habits before I even read the book. I wanted to change that. I wanted to watch things that were more productive. So I wasn't really changing the cue, right? I still had food, but instead of watching like any movie, any rom-com I could find, I started watching like TED Talk. I, tried, I started listening to interviews. I started listening to messages like sermons on YouTube. The reward was the same. I wasn't bored. My mind was distracted, but I was learning stuff, right? And that goes to one, one rule that the book talks about. It's like the conservation of energy. So energy can neither be, cannot be created or destroyed, but can be transformed from one form to another. So maybe not really created in this context, but habits, bad habits are not necessarily destroyed. They're just transformed. So when you have the cue, you have the routine, you have the reward. What you want to do is you want to change the routine. You want to change what you're doing. So going back to resolutions and having resolutions for the new year, sometimes you can start a new habit and yes, it's hard. But you have to be consistent for like, they say 21 days, some people say 63 days, but you want to be consistent. And one way to be consistent is to find friends and people. So if you want to start working out, don't work out alone. Find a group of people that want to work out together. Go to the gym with people, shared experiences. And this is also in the book, like shared experiences, groups, they help to reinforce new habits or change old habits. So that's one. But for the most part, sometimes it's just, it's easier not to just try to create a new habit, but to replace a bad old habit. So instead of trying to um, make yourself read books in the new year, why don't you check your life at a place, a routine that can that you can change? So for example, say on the commute to work, you gossip, right? And that's a bad habit. If there ever was one, that's a bad habit. And so maybe the cue is once I get in a car with my friends, we gossip. So next time you get in the car with your friends, maybe you put on an audiobook. It might make you distant from the world, but maybe they'll pay attention enough to play it on the radio or something. I don't know. But it, it calls for understanding yourself and really paying attention. Like, what am I doing most of my time? Like, catch yourself in your cycles. It's, a, it's like a journey. I'm like becoming like a detective. Like, catch yourself in your cycles. The times where time just flies by. Like, what, what were you doing? Why were you doing that? And sometimes it's not even that hard. Like you can think of certain bad habits that you already have. Maybe it's going on social media. Maybe you, you find that you spend a lot of time on social media and you don't know why. It's a habit. Like going on social media, there's something that happens. Maybe it makes you feel, you know, worse about your life. And some, in some twisted way, that's a reward. Like you start craving that. Or maybe it makes you feel like, oh, you know what's happening in other people's lives. And that's a reward, even though it's not really helping you in any way. But you want to catch yourself. What's the cue? Is the cue being bored? Like, because that's, that's a big deal. And I'm going to do an episode on boredom and yeah, boredom. But if that's your cue, that like your cue is like when you have nothing to do, you just go on Instagram or when, or after a long day, you just go on Instagram. Like when you're back home and you're tired, the next thing is to go on Instagram. Check that because you want to take charge. You want to take charge of your cycles. You want to know what you're doing per time. You, well, maybe not every time, but as much as possible, you want to reduce the inefficiencies in your life, right? Especially when you're trying to maximize the time you have to create the life you want. So yeah, and one more thing. So recently, movies and I, I started binge watching recently again, but that was just because, not recently, honestly, like 
after my first semester at grad school because it, it was you know grad school was a lot of work the first semester it wasn't bad but I just felt like oh I've worked so hard let's start watching movies but I started doing that and because I had gone through the process before of Q re- routine reward I knew exactly what to adjust to fix to get myself back on track right and so you want to do that another thing I noticed was online shopping me and online shopping especially when it comes to clothes so my cue was boredom again it was just if I feel bored, like if I'm in a conversation I'm not enjoying, and you know the way men are on their phones these days, these days. So I'm trying to have a conversation with somebody and it's just not going through because the person's probably on their phone. And what people have with Instagram, I'm I'm not very caught up on social media. Like I don't get get caught scrolling. I like I don't just keep scrolling. I get tired and I go off. But I can scroll on clothes a lot. And I found that wait, I'll I'll start scrolling and then I'll buy something. I'm like, this is not effective, like this is not wise, this is not economical, this is not how you save money. And so I realized that, okay, so every time I get bored or a conversation is not going as planned, I just go on on, a sh- on an online shop to check something and it doesn't work. And so I was able to cut that by just knowing. So I guess the first thing is self-awareness. Understand that you have a lot of habits. Some of them are in your face. You know you need to fix them. And some of them are more subtle. And so you want to be checking. Sometimes you don't have to fix all your habits in one year. You don't have to fix all your habits in one month. Pick one and see if this works. See if you can detect what what it is what's the craving like what are you always longing for when you go on instagram what is the craving that is driving you there and then what is your cue what what tells you go on go online now and then how how long do you stay and then when you're done how do you feel do you feel better is that the reward what is keeping this cycle in place and then one habit that you know i'll just urge you to develop is a morning routine like having a morning routine there's this other book i read won't make your bed and it just goes to show that sometimes when you give yourself an early win, it really lights up your day. So if you make yourself do something, if you accomplish something early in the morning, it makes your day go better. And so the point, one of the main themes from the book, Make Your Bed, was to make your bed. Like when you wake up and it was from, um, I think, a, a general in the army. And I think soldiers have to make their beds. I don't know. I can remember a few details, not like the entire book. <laughs> but they had to make their beds like once they got out of bed in the morning. And I start, and I've been doing that for a while now, and it helps. But beyond just making your bed, it's having a morning routine and really setting your day in motion. And so you need willpower to get any habits in, in check or to get any habits locked down. And sometimes the best way to get your morning routine, to get sorry, to get your willpower in order, is to set yourself up for success. And the best way to do that many times is to get your morning right. Like I don't rush out in the morning. I tell people sometimes, like if I have a something at eight. 8 a.m. I'm up by 5 or 6 because I give myself uh, like 2 hours before. And yes, you don't have to do that every day. Maybe on Saturday you have a cheat day and you don't bother. But if you're going to be going out and confronting different issues in the world, you want to get yourself mentally prepared and happy. And so that's one habit I would suggest. But there are so many other habits I would suggest. So say your issue is you wake up, you go on social media. The cue instead, your, your cue is that you wake up, right? By God's grace, you keep waking up. But instead of going on social media, it can be making your bed. And the reward is the high, the high you would have gotten from going on Instagram. I don't know. You know, this, this is something that you go through yourself and you really find a way to make it work. So discipline is a muscle. Self-discipline is a muscle. The more you exercise it, the stronger it gets. And so you want to do that. You want to plan these things. You want to know, you want to catch yourself in your cycles and make ulterior, um, I said ulterior. You want to make alternatives you want to make other plans for how you would do things 
And another thing about the morning routine, you know, I want, I read somewhere not too long ago that autonomy, when you feel like you're in charge, it makes you a stronger person in a sense. It makes you feel, it, it makes you feel better. It helps you to have stronger willpower when you feel like you're in control of certain things. And your morning routine is that is you setting something. So it's you being in charge of something. So yeah, that, that's probably like a side note because the, the whole idea of this episode was talking about habits, but that's one habit I suggest really starting a morning routine. So prayer for me, it's prayer for me. It's, you know, having something motivational or inspirational or something that teaches something play in the morning. So I have that routine and planning my day and things like that. So you might want to consider that as one habit that you can switch in somewhere. But beyond all of that, go on this journey, you know, investigate your own life. What are the things that you're doing that you should not be doing? What are the things that you're doing that you don't even know that you're doing and having negative effects on your life? So thank you so much for listening. It has been Bimi Sola on the Dreamer Girl podcast. As always, I am so grateful that you tuned in and listened. Till next week, keep going after your dreams. Bye, guys.